You eating a pickle? I am eating a whole ass pickle, my guy. You eating pizza? I can I can barely hear you. You can can you hear me? There you go. Okay. Yeah, I said I'm eating pizza. But you're in what? Eating pizza? Oh, even better, dude. I wish I had that. Yeah. No, I got that whole ass like you know those like community jars, like the, the big community jar of freaking pickles that they sell. Yeah. Yeah, I bought one of those things. It's been fucking slamming on them. So you know, my salt intake's probably through the roof right now. But hey, it's all good. Hey, probably salt good for you, right? Uh, I think like in like probably not in high high amount. <laughs> well. My girl likes pickles too. Then I, I don't like them. Pickles are delicious, dude. I mean, this it's a pizza. It's got barbecue sauce on it, chicken, bacon, onion, mushroom, and jalapeno, dude. and tomato. Yeah, that sounds like the best. It's really good. I'm kind of mouth is a little burning right now. Like if you could like eat orgasm, that's probably what it is. You can eat orgasm. Well, I. I, well, I mean, you can eat the stuff that like that like happens when orgasm, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the feeling of orgasm—that's probably what oh, it is. Yeah, like okay, I get that. Yeah. You eat the product of the orgasm, not the orgasm itself. Exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna keep this in. Cool. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Hold up. All right. Welcome to another fine edition of Trash Talk with Young Custodian. I'm Young Custodian here, of course, with one of my best buddies in the world, Billy. Billy it, Green, how It's me. It's you. Yeah. How I'm you doing? Here. I'm here, man. It may take a uh, a few days of, of trying, but I'm here. You know, I mean, that's both our parts. I'm, I'm very bad at procrastinating, and you're just sleeping. <laughs> Half the time, yep. So... I'm going to be completely honest. We don't have nothing planned. <laughs> nothing. We're just going to go through. We both just found out that there's a wrestling pay-per-view on Sunday. I had no idea. Yeah, for some reason, I thought it was like maybe two weeks out, something like that. Nope, it's a Sunday. I didn't even realize it's March until <laughs> yesterday. Uh, uh, let's see. When did, when did you send me that message? You sent me the message... Um, I don't know what, like five minutes ago. Like yeah, that. about yeah. It was like um, that's when I found out that there's a pay per view this Sunday. <laughs> at thirty six, so almost ten minutes ago. Ten minutes ago, okay. Yeah, so um, which I guess that that's kind of a testament to how the wrestling business has kind of been if we're like big fans and we don't even know there's a pay-per-view going on. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking up the card here. and So, here's the thing, right? It's it's not really by my own accord. I don't really, like, keep up all too much, I guess. Um, like, I, I want to watch more, but let's just be fair here, right? I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna like keep it keep it honest. Like I I haven't really been too enthralled with AEW's stories or booking. Okay. Alright, that's a good place to get into. What's been what's I, I haven't either, but what's been your biggest I don't wanna say gripe, but like What's been your biggest drawback from getting into the AEW stories and what they've been doing? Um, so here's the thing, man. I I I used to praise them a ton on like long story, long term storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you think back at of um, they've they've had some really really good stories. I'm not saying they're just not good at this, right? They 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 have the ability to be good at it. Like if you look at stuff like hangman and kenny omega right one of the best stories that year when you look at cody and dustin when you look at um uh even punk and mjf right 
Right. They have the ability to do some really, really good storytelling. Like, some of the best. Um, But just here recently, I don't know. I just, I haven't been, um, I haven't been feeling, I guess, they really haven't been feeling genuine. The only one that kind of makes, the only two people that kind of makes you feel genuine right now uh, in, in AEW is MJF and Eddie Kingston. But Dude. The whole the whole Brian Danielson thing, they're going to have I guess they're going to have a um is it an Iron Man match? I'm I guessing? think it's an Iron Man match. Yeah, and to be real, like I don't think I care. <laughs> I, I really don't. Which is crazy when you think about it, because like Brian Danielson, one of the best wrestlers in the world, if not the best right now. Yeah. Uh JF, one of the best heels, if not the best right now. And this story it's kind of been shit. Yeah, like, it is what it is. I, I'm sure, like, they've been working their butt off. And at the same time, right, if this was, like, Brian Danielson and, like, Zack Sabre Jr. or someone that he could have, like, a cool, maybe, like, a brawl with or even a a technical clinic with, right? I just don't see MJF as one of those, I guess, in-ring talents that right. – um, is going to keep me captivated through a Iron Man match, right? Like, um, I like when, like when it came down to Punk versus MJF, was the dog collar match to you like really all as great as the storytelling, or did the storytelling make the match better? The storytelling made the match better. Yeah, exactly. Right. So in this case, there's. For me, the story didn't really captivate me like I'm sure they wanted it to. So, therefore, uh-huh. is the story going to be enough to hold? Because I know Brian Danielson can probably – not probably. Brian Danielson can wrestle the crap out of a, a um, an Iron Man match and tell a story, a significant story in the ring, right? Right. Um, I don't know if MJF can do that without having a story, like a good story involved. Right, like when you go back to MJF's angle with Darby Allen, the whole story was I can wrestle and I could beat you with what was it, a headlock fucking takedown or whatever? Yeah, so when you have that story, that that he goes for it, but the story is now that he's just the devil. Basically, he does that, he does messed up things, he's a really bad guy, like he's a method actor, yeah. Pretty much, and like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, if you if you run down this card, right? So far, you have the AEW World Championship Iron Man match, MJF and Brian Danielson. You have the AEW Tag Team Championship match, which is the Guns versus the Acclaimed versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy. That's just an episode of Rampage. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, even this tag team match, right? Like, Orange Cassidy wasn't he? just involved in like in another feud just last week. Yeah. On on Dynamite. Like who who was it that he oh it was Wheeler Yuta, right? With that feud we we thought ended like months ago. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like he was just in another feud that they built for maybe what like three weeks or whatever. Like yeah. over there about the whole best friends. And then randomly he just gets thrown into an AEW te- – well, not thrown in, but what, what he won a battle royal, I'm guessing, something like that. Yeah, he won uh, – he won. Like, uh, why? Like, I get it. You want these guys on the pay-per-view, but, like, it's for nothing, man. You know who else – you know who should be in this tag team match? The Lucha Bro? No, just the guns and the acclaim. That's it. Oh, yeah. That's well, the story. That's you for – I just said the Bro. That's been the feud for the past – since the last pay per view, yeah, but it's it's. I think it's it's still burning, right? I mean, you that's still why still have the. I, the, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. Just so why add Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Dan House, and Orange Cassidy? Like, I I just I don't get it. Like, sure, it's probably gonna be a decent match, right? But this yeah. is what I'm saying. Like, the storytelling just isn't where it was. Tony Khan is is booking matches that are good, but. You gotta have a story <laughs> with it. This is a, yeah. a, a this is a court. This is a soap opera. You know, we need the story. And yeah. I'm not just saying that. Like, you know, I like 
I like them. I like I like AEW. I, I like the matches. The matches have been great, but like we need sustenance for the match. Yeah, and I'm trying to look because I don't know if this is there's a you. I think Jungle Boy versus Christian is on this card. Like, come on, can we be done with this? That yeah, and to be honest, I think the only reason why this is drawn out so much is simply because of the fact that Christian was hurt. Was injured. Yeah, and you you hear about what's going on with Luchasaurus? Uh, I don't know. What I guess this, this uh mask company or some whatever is saying that his mask is too similar to their mask, and there's like a a lawsuit out for it or something. So they're trying to get that. Uh, taken care of. That's why he hasn't been around. I mean, that just sounds like a money grab, to be honest. It, it with really you. Is. Your mask is too similar to our mask. Like, he's been I, wearing I his mask for how how long? I don't know if that's like one hundred percent, but I know it's something along those lines. Yeah. Now they it might they might have a case of they are the mask makers, and right. you know, or or let's say like let's say. The mask maker stopped making his mask, and he went to another mask company and was like, "Hey, can you make this mask or whatever?" Like, I like they would have a point there, but just to say, like, "Yo, you know, like, you your mask is way too similar to ours." It sounds like a a cat, one like a cash grab. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, At least Jungle Boy and Christian has some story behind it. Do I think? Do I think it's going to be, like, a, a good match? Like, maybe? I don't know, man. I haven't seen Christian wrestle in so freaking long. Like, I don't, right. it's not like you just forget how to wrestle. But, I mean, I don't know that the – I don't know the chemistry that him and Jungle Boy is going to have. It's like, Especially because, you know, yeah, Christian's, like, a, a legend, been doing this for years. But Jungle Boy's still a younger than – and, like, <clears throat> they've been working together for a while, but Christian's been – so gone for so while, will that um, chemistry still be there, or who knows? Not to say like, and you know, AEW they always have decent pay per views. I'm not saying this pay per view is going to be a dud. I think I'm even going to be doing day of pay per view. I might be doing a prediction with one of my unsanctioned pro buddies. Yeah. Uh, so, but like, if I just there's not much that has been attracting me to. It. Like I didn't even know it was com- there was coming up. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like it's kind of like I to be to be real, man. I like I kind of keep up with. I've been keeping up with AEW on on Twitter much more than anything. I've been doing it with YouTube. And the, the way that you the way that you said right, you said the whole like hey, like you know, I'll probably end up like watching. It's probably gonna be a good show, like regardless, even if we're not really like enthralled by it. I mean, that stands true with a lot of AEW um, pay per views. I mean, Forbidden Door, Forbidden Door on paper seemed like it was just gonna be like a long, hard to get through event because all the stuff that they had planned, you know what I mean? Like, didn't it come to fruition? You know what I mean? But it ended up being one of their better pay per views. Exactly. Um. So. I don't know. I'm looking for, and they always do do um do 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 fuck. I said do do again. They always do like the tag team matches really well. I'm excited for the Elite versus the House of Black. Yeah, like that. That's the thing. Like that should be. I mean, that should be a decent match. But like once again, like the story only has like two weeks of build. Seriously, like like I watched. I did catch. Yesterday's AEW, uh, Friday, Wednesday's AEW, which is also crazy. I was watching Wednesday's AEW, and I still didn't know there was a pay per view going on. Yeah, but, uh, the leak came out. You know, carry on my way. What sun came out? Yep. And then it cut off in the middle. Lights went out. You heard a scuffle. You lights come back on, and then it just the uh, motherfucking uh, House of Black holding uh, the titles with the elite all knocked out. Like that's just yeah. the story. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the beginning of this happened on Rampage. On Rampage, the, the Elite had a three-way, uh, had a trios title match against AR Fox and Top Flight. And it was for the, um, it was, a, I think it was the same one. No, was it the week of the All-Star game or was it the week after the All-Star game? It was one of those two. 
Anyway, they beat AR Fox and uh, Top Flight, and as they were leaving, House of Black pretty much showed up on the entrance ramp and just kind of stared at them, right? Like, and that, like, that was where the thing started. The House of Black cult, like, calling them out, like, "Hey, like, it's our turn," type stuff. And then this week on on uh, uh, Dynamite, as you just said, I didn't know that that happened. I didn't watch this week's Dynamite. Um, I I watched it, though not all the way through, but I, that's like the last thing I watched. I seen like one spot, well, two spots from AW Dynamite, and it was because of clips. But we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, let's run down the rest of this card real quick. Texas Deathmatch: right. John Moxley, Hangman Page. Uh, all right, I'm gonna probably. This might be me in the minority, and not just because I'm black. Um, but um, I wish John Moxley would take a little vacation. Fact. Yeah. And I love John Moxley. I think John Moxley has been carrying AEW for since he's been there. But I think it's starting to. If it's not starting to weigh on him, it's starting to weigh on me as a fan. Like I'm tired. Of, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like and like I'm not disappointed in his matches. He puts on Moxley matches, but like yeah. it's kind of the Randy Orton thing. You know what you're gonna get when you watch a Moxley match, like you know what you're gonna get when you watch a Orton match. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And hey, hey, at least hey, this one has a little bit of story to it, but still it's nothing it's nothing that really like pulls me in. Like I've gotta see this, right? Like Right. I would be okay with like seeing this, you know, catching the highlights of it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, and, and for me, that's like the only match like I'm really want to watch because I I like, even though I'm like tired of Moxley and stuff, I love these matches. And I I like I said, Hangman's my favorite wrestler in AEW probably, and I really am. Excited. I, I, I wish he would go back to his actual like Hangman roots. Cowboy shit, Hangman. Oh, yeah. So you're saying like cowboy shit, hangman? Yeah. Like I'm talking like Ring of Honor hangman shit. Okay. Like, like come out with like the fucking rope again. You know what I mean? Oh. Like the the rope, the the bandana around your face, like type yeah. stuff. Like you're here, like like you know what I mean? Like you're you're the hangman, bro. Like like you're here to. Make like to make this like final fucking judgment call. You know what I mean? You're here to do the dirty, the dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay. I just think. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's he's definitely gotten more character like since then because like that technically was his character to come out and just pretty much like like perform the perform the hanging pretty much right. Like yeah. come out and kill. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's definitely added character to himself now. But like, I sometimes I just I I miss that aggression from Hangman. Like, if, you know if you go like, back, to like, if you go back, like not way back to what you're talking about, but like a little further, like when it was the Elite versus the Bullet Club, Hangman was the, for lack of a better term, the hoss in that situation. Like, yeah, he would always get into the faces of Balak Fale or the Ishis. Yeah, like and he always he would he was the one who would like when everybody was trying to be sneaky and like. You know, like do shit. He was always the one that would go in head first. Yeah. Like, bro, at this point in the world, Logan Paul has the better buckshot than you. Like, go back to being vicious. Like, go back yeah. to that old thing, man. Like yeah. the old Kanye. <laughs> what else is on the card? Uh TNT championship match, Samoa Joe and Wardlow. Um, so the winner of this match gets to face uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, which I'm all for the big meaty men slapping meat, but I don't I once again I'm not interested in this story, but I will always love anything that hangman that not hangman, there I go. That Joe does. Yeah. My cat's she, she's being loud as fuck. Yeah, um I mean, this is just gonna be a house fight, man. And I love house fights. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be good. And th- th- both these guys are also agile, right? So you're going to get some some cool stuff. You're going to get some hard-hitting stuff. But once again, this storyline is basically Samoa Joe cut off, like, my ponytail. My I grew my ponytail out after, like, my dad died and, like, stuff like that. So they did try getting personal a little bit with the story, but I just don't think it's really hitting. 
Um, I will say this, and it was something that like AEW was criticized when they first came on, but now they're getting better. They're getting their their Haas matches are really better than what yeah. they started. They they're booking the Haas really good, and like this one, I'm more excited for this than I was the Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar at the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you have the AEW Women's World Championship match. You have Jamie Hayter versus Soraya versus Ruby Soho. Um, this is just a story of Soraya and Tony Storm is on one side. They're like the you know the outsiders, no quote unquote. You yeah. have Jamie Hayter as the home homegrown, and Ruby Soho is pretty much in the middle. And I don't like. I don't really know why. Like she's in the middle here. She should be the real outsider, though. Yeah. And like, don't they have they really bad with booking women? Yeah, and, but like, they, the women put on when they do, they put on really good matches. I don't know. I'm over the whole Soraya thing. They're also but, really bad at booking their champions. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like the chase for the titles is awesome, but then people holding the gold is like pretty bad. I think the only two people that's done really good with holding the gold and still keeping all their fanfares, the freaking acclaim. Right? Yeah. Like uh real quick with the acclaim, that FWFT bar was really good. Wait, what was it? When he said your girl just texted me, she said that oh. your FWFT <laughs> that got me fucking going. Yeah, and it popped freaking Big Bill or Taz, whatever, like it it popped him too. It was amazing. That was that was great. Uh uh, did you see Mance Warner knock the fuck out of Enzo on MLW? Knocked it. Um, I mean, I the last MLW show I watched was the Battle Riot. Uh, you need to watch some MLW. They're doing some cool shit. Like it's it. They're doing some cool shit. I'm really happy. Yeah, with I'll, what I'll try to catch up with that when I can. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of like even though the story's been booty, I really I I like Jamie Hader as a champion a lot and I wish they would continue the kind of Brits jealous she's not the champion feud. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, where did that go? I don't know. Like that just stopped. Like out of nowhere. Like I don't know. I think I think in this one, I think Ruby Soho joins the whole outsiders deal. I think she helps like Soraya like Soraya. Yeah. I, I would I Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then we have the AEW World Trios Championship match, of course, the Elite House of Black. And this this one, just like we yeah, said, you know, two weeks of build. I'm sure it's going to be a fine match. All the people in here can put on – they're good at what they do. But in terms of storytelling, I don't care. Like I'm excited for Malachi and Kenny to get in the ring together. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be cool. And to watch Brody just throw those little boys around. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be tight. Um, and then you have Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho, where the Jericho Appreciation Society has been banned from ringside. Go on a break too. I love Jericho. I I I have been reading his books. I've been I really like Jericho. I feel like when it comes to like any wrestler who like I could I kinda like have a lot of similarities with, not politics, but Shit, I see a lot of myself and Chris Jericho just a cocky, yeah, asshole. But he is so bland right now, and I really I thought this feud was over with, dude. Like, no, nope. nope. like here's my thing. Here's my my question, right? Jericho yeah. told from the very beginning with Ricky Starks was like, like you, like you want to get in the ring with me? Like, like type stuff. He's like, no, like you have to go through, you know, the Jericho appreciation society and, and one night if you want to wrestle me. And he did it. He did it. Get it. And he comes out and he, and you know, Ricky Starks cuts a promo. We're pretty much saying like, you know, like he gets it. Like he get it. He failed. You know, he's done. Like, so I'm here opening a, a, uh, I'm here doing an open challenge because like, I want to wrestle at Revolution. And yeah. Jericho comes out. Like, right. what What was the point in any of this story if, like, if Jericho's just going to come out and be like, you know what? I accept your challenge. Like, stuff like that. Like, why? You just put this dude 
through a whole entire test that he failed against the Jericho Appreciation Society because if you want to face me, you have to do this. You have to get through these guys like to prove yourself and earn a shot to face me. And then he fails. Ricky Starks comes out and is like, hey, I get it. I failed. I'm not going to harp on it too long. But I want to wrestle at the pay-per-view. Here, I'm issuing an open challenge. Why would why would Jericho accept it? Like, I, like, I... And, and you know, I'm going to say this. And this might be controversial. I think Ricky Starks versus Peter Avalon is a better match on Revolution than Ricky Starks versus motherfucker Jericho. I wish Peter Avalon would have an actual character yeah like i i don't know man that peter avalon's actually like good if you watch him like on the indies i get it he doesn't have the size so i i understand i'm not saying push this guy to like the main event i don't want but peter avalon anywhere near the main event right yeah. nothing like that but but he's really good let this guy wrestle dude like he's good he's like he him and brandon cutler had an amazing series of matches where like no one won because they were trying to both get their first win and they there were just different ways of both like losing. Yeah, and uh, it culminated in that like uh in that kind of like what was it? It was like a it was like a street fight like kind of like hardcore match thing. And yeah. they used like D and D guy like on the ground and like they were getting like power slam and suplex like into like, onto like on the dice. Like, come on, yeah. dude. Like, those guys were good. They they had a whole story about being the most losing wrestler and like having, like, no – they haven't had a single win yet in the company. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they did a whole storyline around that, and it was good. So this is what I'm saying. AW has the ability to tell real good stories from all these different viewpoints, Right. They mm-hmm. just haven't been doing it here re- recently. I think Tony Khan's just been throwing together cards. Like, mm-hmm. it's like that episode of South Park where they're seeing who's uh, making all the uh, Family Guy jokes, and it just manatees picking balls. I feel like that's how Tony yeah. book. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question for you. You watched Dynamite, right? Yeah. Did you watch the ladder match? Yeah. So what's your thoughts on the controversy with – there's two things going on right now. Number one, the action Andretti spot where he went to go do, like, the Falcon Arrow and the guy, like, completely, like, messed up the angle from where he was doing and slammed, like, the back of the dude's head pretty much on the ladder. Like, the dude missed the ladder, slammed his head. Like, yeah. Well, what do you think about that? I think um, – well – Here, Here's my thing. Should, should action Andretti – of been doing that move. That's like, what I was about to say. If you're kind of newer, you haven't been doing it long enough, that's kind of a high-risk move. If you're not confident in doing something like that, you're not confident that you can do it. If you haven't practiced it over and over again, don't do it. Because the number one thing is you're supposed to protect protect your workers and protect yourself, and that does not mean protecting. I think what went wrong, right? I think he had confidence to do it in general off the ladder, but I don't think he compensated for that big brass ring, whatever, to be in his way, right? So when he was doing it, they were trying to work around. He had the guy up in the air in the suitplex, and he tried to work around the guy's leg constantly hitting that brass ring. So yeah. he brought him down at another angle to try to get around that ring. Mm-hmm. And completely, like, actually, Andretti hit the ladder, hit the ladder mm-hmm. perfectly. He found his butt right in his ladder. The guy he was doing the Falcon Arrow to, because I'm not going to lie, I don't know who he did it to. All I seen was he had, like, orange pants on. I like, yeah. But the guy clipped the back of his head. Like, the guy missed the ladder. Like, his body missed the ladder, clipped the back of his head on the ladder as he fell. Like, it was just a brutal spot. Yeah. That probably shouldn't have been done by someone. You know someone I mean? like who'd been in the company long, who'd been doing it, like who, who and like, yeah. Who, let like, let when, Air Fox hit that move. You know what I mean? Like, style of wrestling. Yeah. Um, and two, the camera work on um, in that ladder match uh, is getting a bunch of hate. Because of the fact of um, instead of just focusing on the moves that's performing 
off the ladder or powerhouse Hobbs climbing the ladder and having to pretty much the referees having to hold the ladders in the ring, right? Yeah. Um, the camera is what is wide, so therefore they're getting the shots of the referees holding the uh, the ladder so that way the the wrestlers are protected, right? Um, so there's a whole lot of people who I guess don't really know what they're talking about, and they're like, "Well, WWE, they don't like they don't hold the." It's like, well, the referees do hold the ladders. The WWE just have a really good they have really good camera work, but they only shoot what's happening at the top of the ladder, right? Well, my thing is, I think that um, AEW has always had a problem with camera angles. They're really not that great with them. Yeah, fact. So uh, they just need to, that's something they need to work on. But how many years has the company been in business now? Three, four? Like, yeah, roughly. Yeah, around three, four. Y'all need to work out in year one. Right? When they work on. Yeah. yeah. That's something they need to work out in year one. So I I don't know. Hire somebody that could do better camera work or, you know, be. You well, know, be there's a lot of hate going on the referees, right? There's don't lot, like me. why would you why would the referees hold it like blah 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 like and at this point in time like there's if you go back and even look at like the famous John Cena versus Edge match in WWE where John Cena F would Edge off the ladder to the two tables, you know. Hell um, go back and watch uh Scott Hall and uh what's his name? HBK. The refs holding it in that. Yeah, well it's just it, it's one of those things where like it's camera work. It's not like I don't understand why the internet wrestling community has to get mad at these referees. They're doing their job to protect the wrestlers, right? Well, the internet wrestling community is the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do a cool little segue here. Watch this. Uh, so my thing with Tony Khan booking, and I think he's got cocaine on. You know. I feel like mm-hmm. he's, you hear him talk. He does a lot of cocaine. And yeah. speaking of cocaine, guess who's coming back to fight this Saturday, bro? Oh, who? John Jones versus fucking Serial. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Have you seen? Did you see how John Jones looks as a heavyweight? Yeah, he looks dad bod. Dad bod. Yeah, but like, but I kind of gone, but. He looks like he's moving well. It's still it's John fucking Jones. He's like, I'm so excited for this. Who do you got? I got I got John Jones. Yeah, same. And here's the thing about I I, I did my first uh, DraftKings bet on it actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, but so but like John, I saw this stat that John Jones has only been has only done title fights in the last twelve years, which is. Crazy how good he is. The only fight he's ever lost was the what is it, Matt elbows against Matt Hammer. So like even then, if he didn't do that, he would have won that fight. Oh, he was beating the shit out of Hammer. Yeah, and like he got so, he got disqualified for illegal elbows. Like right? Uh, Cyril really good though, but like he's really good at. One thing, and that's striking. I think he's he's a great striker, but John so, Jones is the one of the most complete fighters in yeah. the history of the sport. Yeah, I'm trying to think when the last time Cyril. Let me look at when the last time Cyril Gain lost because I know he has one. He lost the to Ngano. He lose to Ngano. Yeah, Ngano out wrestled the fuck out of him too, and that's wild because he's not a good wrestler. Right, um, and and John Jones is a crazy wrestler, crazy jujitsu. January twenty second of two thousand twenty two. Was that the the Ngannou Ngannou game? Damn. So here's the thing, right? If John Jones wins, right? Mm-hmm. Do you like? Do you think he goes on to defend again, or? Like, like, start defending like a heavyweight title, or do you just think he hangs it up? See, that's the thing. He doesn't have to like do it. He'll be known as like the greatest of all time at this point. I think that he would 
I don't know. Would he hang it up though? Would he want to hang it up? That that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, how many? How like? How what's his what's his fight contract? You know what I mean? Like, what is his? How many fights? Like, did he? How many fights did he sign in his contract? I don't know. That that's one thing I do not know. And who does? And if he wins, who does he fucking defend it against? Right? Like this heavyweight like division is probably the weakest it's been in like ever. Mm-hmm. Like you have Stipe, but Stipe's not beating John. And Stipe wants to come back too. Like other than that, you have Sergey, right? Mm-hmm. You have Sergey Pavlovich. You have Curtis Blaze, and yeah. like. That's a huge dip in competition because you you no longer have Francis, right? Like you don't have Francis. The highest heavyweight they probably got would be a Stipe. Yeah, that's it. Because I'm looking at the heavyweight rankings. It's mm-hmm. Cyril Gain Gain mm-hmm. right now, right? It's Stipe Miocic at number two, and it's Sergey Pavlovich. Which is, and then Curtis step down in competition. Huge. Yeah, that's a huge difference between him and Stipe in general. Yeah, that who like who would you have him? I, I just don't I don't know, man. Who would you have him defend against? I don't know. And and you know, John Jones, he's just gonna want top competition. Like the guy that gave John Jones his toughest fights was what's his name? Gustafson? Alexander Gustafson. There you go. I didn't know how to say his name. But yeah, that's like the dude who gave him his highest his most challenging fights. And even then, Jones still won. He still won. He even, and Jones even said, and he's even went on record and said, "Hey, like, come down to that fight. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I came in feeling like I was invincible. He's like, I went out, I partied, I didn't train that much for Gustafson, and Gustafson worked that man. Like, you know. But Jones still won. That's just how much. That's how good John Jones is. Like, and that's the thing, man. I'm kind of." I'm kind of bummed that all these people is going to try to take credit away from John Jones because of his outside stuff. If you if you just take his body of work, like the guys, the guys, the best that MMA's ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's doing steroids; he just likes cocaine a bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the whole Crispin Wall thing, right? Crispin Wall, if you take like the actual like man and and the the artist, right? Like the man, like away from the artist, you can't deny like Crispin Wall's like in ring fucking talent, right? I'm a big, di- I'm a big proponent of you gotta separate the art from the artist. Like yeah, I still sure. listen to Michael Jackson, I still watch the Cosby Show, I still watch WrestleMania 20. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's there's one thing in there that that you said that I that I still am like I I just I I'm in I'm a non-believer in that. The Cosby Show? No, the, the Michael Jackson thing. Oh, you don't like his music? Oh, I do. I love Michael Jackson's music. You said se- all this is separating the the art from the artist, right? I mean, not the, the person from the artist is what I mean. Yeah, at the same time, man, like I like I I'm a I don't believe in a lot of the stuff that's said about it. Oh, yeah. I, there's I, a lot of there there's a lot of people that came out and said and has has claimed that their parents like put them up to that stuff, but nothing was actually happening in there. Oh yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, like he, he got like he's super friendly. Yeah. Right. And and that's just that's but another nothing thing out of the way happened. Well, that's just another thing that we'll never know because no, like, he's dead. Waited until he died to even go off on him. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, we'll never know. But at the same time, I'm just like you. You have like firsthand accounts from people from some of the kids that have stayed there and have mm-hmm. straight up like said like, yeah, like you know, my parents at the time was like trying to like and that's even on court record. Yeah. So who knows, uh, man? But. Yeah, John Jones, if he wins this, if he wins this, the heavyweight title, do you think before he can go down as, like, the GOAT, he has to have a title defense? Or do you think he can just win it and call it quits and still have that? I think he can win it and call it quits and still have that because he already, he, already, he already has it. He's, yeah. he's already solidified. I think, I, I think he already solidified himself as the GOAT. And then if, 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 in the strong if Cyril wins, 
he's got a giant target on his back now. Yeah, fact. All right. So um I got then we could I got one more topic I yeah, just thought of that we go off on that somebody on our Facebook page asked we should we if we could talk about some or just discuss some. Uh let's talk about some live shows we've been to, like our live wrestling stories and shit. Because most people don't know this. Uh my first live wrestling show I've ever been to was with you. Yeah, yeah. With that money in the bank where Seamus won. That was the one where um they had the Dusty tribute because he died. He just died that week, right? Yeah, yeah, it was like a couple of days prior. Yeah. Um so that wasn't your first wrestling show, was it? What was your first wrestling show? Do you have any memories of or anything? Um so yeah, to be to be fair, man, I have a, a wrestling memory a, a few from when I was like really little. A couple of them happened at um local fairgrounds and one I can't remember where exactly it happened because I was um my family finds it really weird. I still remember this because they don't know how I remember because I was only like two years old. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I remember the arena. We were up in like the nosebleeds. We were, um, and what's weird, I was two. There's no pictures of this at all. And I remember telling my dad and my uncle that I remember a wrestling show where um, like Bob and Vicky was with us. It's from some like other side of the family for, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, they're like, how in the world did you know that? Like type stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I remember like I was, I was on, I was on like some of my family's lap. I said the person's name, who it was. And you know, the whole time and they were, and my dad was like, there's no way you should like, like remember this stuff. Um, anyway, uh, it was, a, a, I remember the undertaker being there, being scared of Papa Shango. I remember crying during Papa Shango, the ultimate warrior was there. So yeah, it's like, this was back in like 92. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, had or maybe like early '93, something like that. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so there was that. I, that was I, my first ever wrestling show. Uh, but the ones I clearly remember, um, I remember there was one at a fairgrounds um, that, uh, like, even my grandma and someone went to. Abdullah the Butcher was there. It was my first time seeing Abdullah the Butcher. I he scared me to freaking death. Not gonna lie, I was probably like six or seven at this point. Right. Um, he had the fork. I'm trying to remember who he wrestled. Can't really remember, but he had he did the whole fork spot, and I about ran like I I ran about ran down the aisle. I got up and tried to, and got snatched back. Um. Uh. Yeah. And then uh, when I was a little bit older, probably in my teens, uh, there was another local wrestling event at the fairgrounds where. Kiwi was there. Uh, I think it was Butchwhacker Luke was there. Um, pretty much there was a, a, some local indie guys and some like WCW dudes that was there. Um, and yeah, I got I got uh, my head licked by uh, the Bushwhacker, and it was like the best thing ever. I remember I I didn't want to like. And it sounds weird, but I didn't want to like wash my hair like at all after that. I was like a Bushwhacker, like. So that's cool. Yeah. So I've actually, I, I'm a part of that club of being one of the people that's got their like, you know, head licked by a bushwhacker. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, uh, one story I remember was it was either at the Money in the Bank show or Fastlane where we went. I, maybe you can remember which place had the Quaker Steak and Lube in it. Oh, wait. Wait, so what? The money in the bank was in Columbus, and the fast lane was in Cleveland. So it was Cleveland fast lane. Yeah, and I got like a whole bucket of wings. And, oh, you did! I forgot about that. And I was sitting next to this very big black dude. Yes, who was just having none of my shit talking. No, with no, my yeah. Wings. He was not happy, dude. He was eyeballing. Like, he hated it. And I even offered him a wing, and he just looked at me and then rolled his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> there is the guy that was behind us also at the same show in Cleveland Fastlane. We had the uh, we had the New Day uniform forms on, the light-up oh, stuff. Yeah, that was nice. Was that and, when we yelled at that little girl? Wait, what's up? 
Was that when we yelled at that little girl for liking John Cena? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, wait, no. That was Money in the Bank. Okay. That was Money in the Bank. That was John Cena versus Kevin Owens. Right, 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 right. Oh, I forgot we saw that live. Yeah, that was the one where John Cena won. That was the second match. The second one. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, the, the there was a guy behind us when we were watching. We were wearing New Day horns. I remember he even tapped me on on the shoulder. I was like, "Hey, could you turn off those uh those those lights on your on your horn?" Because uh, he was talking about how it's usually it's normally dark up in like the rafters, like where we were, because we were we yeah. were pretty high up. And no. uh, yeah, he's like, you know, it's it's distracting. And every time we would take selfies, he was over there trying to photobomb us like the whole time. Like, like don't come on, bro. Have a have fun. <laughs> oh it, man! At, at that Fastlane show, that was when we decided we're going to motherfucking WrestleMania. Yeah, it was on the way home. It was, uh, well, technically, okay. So it was, so it was actually the following the following night because I started remembering. I was like, okay, Fastlane. We went. We went back to my place. You you slept at, at, at my place, and then the next day we, we took you home, right? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So it was that following Monday because that's when Shane McMahon, um, was there. Remember, and it got announced that Shane McMahon and The Undertaker was going to wrestle at a Hell in a Cell, and so I was like, you know what? I was like, let me look up tickets, like how cheap, like how, how much the tickets for WrestleMania are. And this mm-hmm. was on the drive home, and um, I looked it up, and I was like, "Bro, we can get standing room only tickets for like thirty-two dollars." And we did it. And we did it. And I remember we, I, I asked my brother, I was like, "Hey, like, do you want to go?" And he's like, "Yeah, buy, like, buy two tickets, right? Buy two tickets because it was gonna be him and one of his friends." And uh, and then they decided that they couldn't go. So we ended up giving the tickets to uh, uh, John and his girl. So at the and time, we we so, we used to yell at a cop for being racist. That was horrible. Yeah, there was a there was we. So after WrestleMania, Uber, right? Yeah, after WrestleMania, everybody, literally everybody, went to the Walmart across the street of Dallas Cowboys Stadium mm-hmm. to to get their Ubers. And we just had a very lovely Mexican lady pick us up. And this old, old police officer. Was extremely nice. Extremely nice. Yeah, a sweetheart. This old, old police officer was just like, everybody was getting picked up. Came up to our car specifically and said, we told you people not to come into our parking lot again. If you do, guys do, we're calling the cops, talking to the talking to the uh, uh, Uber driver. Yeah. And I just said, you're such a fucking dick, bro, which is very scary for me, a black man, to call a police officer in Texas a dick. Yeah, and like th- he just looked at you and like went on his way, right? Like, yeah, but that was. But the- yeah, like I don't even know what. And the woman kept saying like, 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 okay, like, okay, like the whole time. And it's like yeah, I he was very respectful. I don't understand what the issue was. She literally came to 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 pick us up. Like, I like I I have no idea like what happened. Apparently, there's history there, but I guess, or maybe he just didn't like her for being Mexican. Yeah. Yeah, all I know is that our our standing room only. So here's here's one of our WrestleMania stories, right? Mm-hmm. We were on the east side of the building, outside the east gate. Yeah, and the west gate was working perfectly fine. The power, mm-hmm. the internet, everything was working working, working perfectly fine in there. So those guys were being shipped into the building. If any of you guys ever watched WrestleMania 32 and you watched the very beginning of it, like pre-show and the first match, which was the ladder match, and you noticed that over half of that stadium was empty, the reason why is because the internet went out at ATT Stadium, but only for the East Gate, and that is where like a majority of the people was coming in from. Yeah. So they couldn't scan our tickets, and they weren't letting anyone in. So there was a guy outside that was on like uh, that was on Twitter or whatever. And when people would win, like when Callisto won the, on the pre-show, he was yeah. yelling it out, and everybody like, "Yeah!" Like the whole like the whole time, he was telling, he was naming off like who was winning the match. We did not get in there until um, uh, I think 
the ladder match was already going on when we were going in. And our standing room only seats, since we were late to get in there, people had already gathered that was that had the uh, the standing room only. People had already gathered around the places to stand. So right. what we ended up having to do was go to one of these kind of like little like um, it was a little room that had a TV up in the corner of the wall. Yeah. And we watched WrestleMania inside the stadium where literally just around the corner, the actual ring in the arena was. But yeah. we watched it on a TV inside of like a conference room. But you could, <laughs> if you walked over to the side, you could look over the railing and still see the ring. So we were going high up. The thing it, is, right? The, mm-hmm. Everything that was happening on the TV was on like a five second delay. So you would hear the actual three count out like in the actual arena before the three count happened on the TV. Like <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, when, when New Day come out, you got a video of me dancing by myself. Yeah, and those little kids were just staring at you going, what is he doing? Like I'm I'm having my WrestleMania moment. <laughs> I'm up out Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley came out. That was tight. And that was your first uh, plane ride, right? My first plane ride. I loved it. Going to Texas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was fun, man. While we're winding down, uh, well, here, let me, maybe, do I got a fun live story? I, I don't know. Well, I'm sure you have fun, like, unsanctioned stories. Like. Uh, going to a wrestling event with me now is basically what you'll get from me is I'll probably get drunk, mm-hmm. my shirt comes off, and I talk shit, and I, I get into I'm literally fighting with so many wrestlers, and like these guys can whoop my ass, and I just talk so much shit to all these people, and that's just what what happened when you go to a live event with me. Like <laughs> my shirt comes off, I get drunk and I talk shit, but like I have the yeah, most fun. I need to go to like a a more independent show with you because the only thing I've been to with you has been like actual like big company shows. Yeah, you. We got to do an indie show together. Um, I guess one last story to see if you remember it. All right. Um, this was outside of Money in the Bank. Do you remember that guy that we ran into that was sitting on the the bench before the building opened, and he was just talking to us about how he was a former wrestler that like wrestled New Jack and New Jack like yeah yeah him. yeah I do remember that. <laughs> New Jack threw him off of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> remember that I forgot about that until just now. That yeah, he said New Jack was the scariest person he ever been in the ring with. Yeah, I said, did you want to do it? He said, well, with New Jack, you don't want to do anything; you have to do it. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I remember we uh, we asked him about if uh, what was his what was his experience like like with actually like wrestling New Jack. Like, what was like you know what. Was it safe? And he said, well, New Jack was safe, right? It was mm-hmm. just, it was when you didn't want to do something that he wanted to do is when mm-hmm. things went sideways, right? If you didn't want to go off of, like, the side of something, you, you were getting physically thrown off, right? Like, so, so apparently, in his words, was, New Jack would take care of you until you didn't want to do something. And then once right. you didn't want to do something, he would make you do that something. And yeah. that's when things would go south. Right. So, so right. I guess long, long story short there would be, um, you know. Don't like, wrestle New Jack. Yeah, just <laughs> don't, don't wrestle New Jack. Oh, apparently, you know, you can't now. But hey. Well, now, yeah. <laughs> De- definitely not now. That's against the rules. Um. <laughs> What do you have while we're winding down here? Yeah. Do you have a couple matches? Like, what are some good matches that you've seen live? Your favorite matches you've seen live? Oh man. Um. Well, um, I I'm glad to say that uh, I've got to see besides the Royal Rumble, right? I was mm-hmm. able to see um, AJ Styles' first ever pay per view singles match. Um. I was also there for AJ Styles' first ever WrestleMania match. So those are always going to be two um, two matches that like are you know, that, that I hold like close. 
Was I with you at the Jericho. Yeah, you yeah, you were there. Holy shit, I and didn't even realize that. His match against Chris Jericho at at Fastlane was his very first singles pay-per-view match. His WrestleMania 32 match was his very first WrestleMania match. Oh shit. I guess I didn't even really realize that. We were a part of history. Yeah. Um and he won the fast lane match and he did the Styles Clash and then um he lost the WrestleMania match. Um uh when it comes down to uh I I actually really liked the um Cena and uh Kevin Owens match. I really liked that one too. That match was dope. And then um I seen a really good match at um Niles up here in Niles is wrestling under the stars. It was um uh Pentagon Jr. versus Rey Mysterio. That, oh fuck you. That match was an absolute banger. And it was out on a baseball field. So the ring was like out on like the pitcher's mound, pretty much. And I was literally right up like on the, the fence line. And these and you know, like you know, a lot of these matches, they go like maybe like seven to like ten minutes. No, this thing went like twenty minutes. Like it was crazy. Um, yeah, they. It was the main event. Uh, they they went in like they they beat the crap out of each other. Uh, that was a fantastic. That was probably one of my favorite matches to see live: Pentagon and Rey Mysterio. So, All right. Yeah, I'm yeah. jealous. an indie show, like at a baseball. You met Pentagon too. What's up? You met Pentagon, didn't you? Yeah, I met Pentagon. Took a picture with him. Bought a shirt from him. He was a really cool dude. Um, also, I seen um a match. It was Darby Allen. It was at the same same show. It was Darby Allen versus uh oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Hale Collins. Okay, I know who that is. Yeah, he's famous for his gimmick. It's called like the now. He's all about living in the now, not being the past or the future. He is the now, right? And um, they put on a, an an absolute clinic as well. So like, you know, shout out to Northeast Wrestling. You guys right. don't get a lot of freaking credit. They were the same people, by the way, that put on Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix that got that whole bunch of love that year. Yeah. Um. Those guys, and they did, like, there was a match that not a lot of people, like, I guess gave credit to because of who was in it. But it was Enzo Amore versus Brian Pillman Jr., and apparently they almost stole the show. If it wasn't for, I guess, Moxley versus Pentagon on the same show, I guess that yeah. would have been match of the night. Like, oh, damn. Yeah. So, that yeah, but shout out to Northeast Wrestling, dude. You guys put on some banger freaking matches. All right. I'll tag them in this when, I, when this comes out, which will be in a couple hours. Um, I guess while my favorite matches I've seen live, I guess those AJ Styles matches, I forgot that I was there. Those schools were tight. And, um, I'm going to say, and I can't say this enough, it's an unthinking pro match and Williams versus Tim at UP Fake Beach. That shit rules. That's my favorite. I'm so glad matches. that Aaron Williams is getting this, like, actual, like, no time. Like, he, he's unthinking pro champion. Oh, he's their actual champion? Yeah, he's their heavyweight yeah, champion. Good. good. Uh-huh. That dude, like, how, dude, how many years ago was I telling you about, like, Aaron Williams? Like, the reason I know who he is, yeah. Like, so, like, so many years, I was like, dude, you gotta check this dude. When I found him, it was probably, like, 20, I don't know, but, like, 2015, something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. somewhere around there, 2014, 2015. Oh, like, yeah. It, yeah. Got guy's been amazing for a while. It's it's about time he's getting his uh his due. Right. All right, uh Billy, plug your shit. Let's plug them shit and then I'm gonna call it. It's been uh, fun. You know, this is a shoot podcast, same as last time, and um yeah, that's pretty much on everything, Twitter, um, YouTube, like all that stuff. I have stuff made. I just haven't posted it, so it will be posted. So yeah, I mean that you got back catalog, so you got content. Um, yep. You know, young custodian, trash talk, young custodian, all that stuff. Twitter, Facebook, and I'm doing I'm doing a giveaway for one ticket for the Unsanctioned Pro uh, No Ring show happening March 18th. Where's that at? It's at um, some Bourbon Street Cafe or something. I got don't know it off the top. I don't have it out. 
It's a, but I'm doing a giveaway for one free ticket because I'm not going to be there. But do you know what, like, what, like, city and something? It's in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio, nice. It's a no range in Columbus, Ohio. I think Bourbon Street Cafe or something. I, I think is the name of it. Um, it's gonna be dope. Yeah, they they got three live bands. They're gonna gonna be awesome. No ring, no rules. Um, so get on the Facebook page or Twitter, Young Custodian, Trash Talk with Young Custodian, and see how to win. Billy, as always, I love you. Yeah, man, I love you too, man. Thanks, thanks a lot for having me. Always, brother, always. Peace. Later.